Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brant Bernard, and, and Cassie, Cassie Trader. Trader. Sorry, I'm like looking up like cables and trying to. Yeah. For, right well, in the middle of twin seasons, wearing a Viking shirt. So what is that? Get out. Uh, I Get love out. Vikings. Football, football, football. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up next with the family. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour to Cure ride. Join me, Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email Doug at walzer.com for more information. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. <laughs> Still the best music ever. Absolutely. Sorry. One of the greatest singers Sorry. of all time. I listen to it every day. If not the greatest singer of all time, certainly one of them. I don't think there's any question about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Our special guest, John Barber. How are you, sir? I'm just wonderful. I've been sitting here for five minutes listening to this verbal food fight back there and some guy trying to imitate Dean Martin. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something, Pally. <laughs> Some guy trying to imitate Dean Martin. No, John, I grew up a Roman Catholic, so I get to imitate Dean Martin all I want. Nice Italian Catholic boy. Well, I must tell you, Dean was one of the most wonderful and one of the most professional human beings and professional entertainers that I ever, ever met in my whole life. And if you'd like to hear an interesting story about how Dean ended up with his show being so successful. I'd be happy to tell you because I was on it uh, uh, three or four times. I would love to hear the story. I do. There is a rumor I want to ask you first about John, that when Dean Martin did his deal with NBC to do the Dean Martin show on Thursday night, he didn't take money. He took stock in RCA. Is that right? Is that true? Well, no, that 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 only happened uh, secondarily. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I, I, okay, I I I hate I hate to do this, but this is one of the reasons that I'm calling. First of all, I'm delighted to be on the show with you all, and I'm so glad you're having so much uh, fun uh, doing your doing your show. The uh, the you. stories about the, the the stories about Dean. Uh, the, uh, they're in my, my autobiography, which just came out last month. It's called Your Mother's Not a Virgin, The Bumpy Life and Times of the Canadian Dropout Who Changed the Face of American Television. Love it. And you, not only will you read unbelievable stories about Dean, but I became the private writer to Frank Sinatra for four years. I created the first reality show in America called uh, Real People. And I was chosen by Jim Garrison on his deathbed to be his Boswell to tell his story in two definitive documentaries 
about the murder of John Kennedy and his investigation. Ooh. But now back to Dean Martin, one of my very, very favorite human beings. Uh, I ended up playing golf as a result of being on Dean's show, but mostly because of my son. I had a six-year-old boy who was a Caucasian Tiger Woods. And Dean used to play every day at a, a golf course in uh, the Pacific Palisades called Riviera. And mm -hmm. every single day, he lost between one and $2,000 to a couple of golf hustlers. But he didn't mind. He, just, he could afford it, and he loved playing golf. But one day, he saw my six-year-old son hitting golf balls. And he came over, and he said, is that your boy, John? And I said, yes. He, and he went over to him, and he introduced himself, and he said, young man, how would you like to play golf with me today? And the two hustlers thought he was joking because they're going to lose a couple thousand dollars. He said, no, I'll see you guys tomorrow. What he did is he took my son, put him on the first tee, let my son hit a ball 25 yards. Dean would hit his ball, and they played 18 holes. Dean would go and pick up his ball, take it to uh, my son's ball, take it to his ball, and hit it. They played 18 holes of golf like that. And about seven years ago, I saw the pictures of it, and I was writing oh. Dean a note to tell him how much my son remembered that day, and that was the day Dean died. Oh. Dean was never the same. Dean was never the same after his son died mm -hmm. in a plane crash in the San Bernardino Mountains. But right. now, to... Uh, a wonderful story about Dean. One day when I'm playing golf with him, a guy comes over to him and says, um, Dean, Dean, my name is such and such, and I'm from Steubenville, Ohio, where you were born. I remember your first appearance in a club, extended his hand, and Dean didn't take it. Oh. And I was shocked. I was totally shocked by it, and I was kind of quiet after that, which is unusual for me in a golf course. And after a while, Dean said, were you shocked by what I just did? And I said, no, I was just a little bit surprised. And he said, John, I hate the past. The only two things that were ever great about the past for me were the day I met Jerry Lewis and the day I left Jerry Lewis. He said, life is like golf. Life is like golf, John. You have to play the shot in front of you. The shot behind you is over with. You can't plan the next shot. You have to hit what's in front of you. And then he told me the story of how he ended up being the largest stockholder at RCA, which you made reference to. Unbelievable. When he was hired, when he was hired by NBC, he was hired to be the Italian Ed Sullivan. Mm -hmm. In other words, he would introduce a comic and he would introduce a singer and the show was going absolutely nowhere. His director was a fellow named Greg Garrison, a really tough womanizer, but he, he was very, very smart. Anyway, they were going to cancel Dean's show, and Dean invited Greg out to lunch and told them that, you know, it's going to be the last show because they were going to cancel the show. And Greg said to him, well, it deserves to be canceled. You're no Italian Ed Sullivan. You're a very unique entertainer, and your show should reflect that. So Dean said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you're a drinker. You're a handsome guy. You're a saloon singer. You've got a lot of women. So what you should do is you should have a show that reflects that. Open the show, sitting in a piano bar, drinking a cocktail, smoking a cigarette, and singing Matsumori or whatever one of you guys was trying to sing a few minutes ago. And then he said, and, then, and then, then you should be surrounded by good-looking women that should be called gold diggers because they're after the star. So Dean said, well, if I do that, would you produce it? And he said, well, I'm a director. I'm not a producer. Well, I'd like to make you a producer. So they had a few more drinks. He talked Greg Garrison into doing it. And they shook hands on a contract. In other words, they never had a written contract. Wow. Within two months, Dean Martin's show was the highest rated variety show in American history, except for when the Beatles 
and Elvis were on the Ed Sullivan right, show. Right. He did become the largest stockholder in RCA in America. God. Now, when Dean died, when Dean died, Greg Garrison was still alive, and the handshake stood up in court, so Greg still got half of the show until the day he died two oh, years ago. Wow. That is phenomenal. What a great story, John. That's a great story. Uh, and the other thing about Dean, when, when he was by far so professional, I was on the show three or four times, and I was on with stars like Lena Horne and Peggy Lee and a lot of others. You would be in a large studio with only the performers and a couple of technicians. And Dean Martin would not let anyone talk if a performer was rehearsing. Now, of course, I'm a new performer. He'd, just, he'd seen me on uh, Merv Griffin's show on Westinghouse and signed me to do a few shows. Now, the first time I was there, and I'm doing my act to like eight people in an empty studio, and you're not going to get many laughs. If anyone whispered or didn't pay attention to me, he would kick them out of the room no matter who they were. That's Love. how devoted he was to, to talent. And, 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 and now I'll tell you a very, very interesting story about my relationship with uh, Greg, Greg Garrison. I was quite successful doing my stand-up on Dean's show. As a matter of fact, when I started in the business, my, my mentor was Red Fox. Wow. Uh, okay. my, my, wife was, my wife was a band singer with Earl Hines. Earl Hines was the father of jazz pianists. He was with uh, uh, Louis Armstrong, Sextet, and then he left it, started his big band, and my wife was a singer, and she knew Dick Gregory and Red Fox. Red Fox became my mentor, even though he used to do these dirty party records, which is strange. But anyway, back to the story. <laughs> That's true, though. That is true. On, on the third show, I used to do this really corny routine about my background that my that my mother was uh, Jewish and my father was Scotch, which meant you could mix anything with Scotch, and uh, <laughs> it was tough growing up because I was the only kid at synagogue with a plaid skull cap, and it was it was murder trying to trying to play Havana Nagil on the bagpipes. Well, it always got laughed. It, it always got laughs, thank God, still does. Still does, yeah, <laughs> It was kind of corny. Anyway, anyway, Greg Garrison stops one day, uh, and we're in the middle of a, a dress rehearsal. They do a dress rehearsal with a full audience, and the full audience would love it because they see all the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on in show business. Anyway, Greg Garrison hollers over the intercom. He says, John, hold it a second. I want to come down there and ask you a question, okay? So we stop, and he comes down, he talks to me on the floor, and he says to me, you know, you in your act, you do a lot of wonderful political stuff. And he said, you think you could do something that's political but generic? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, maybe a good joke that will last 10 years and rerun. And I said, well, I don't know. He said, I like your Jew stuff, but uh, I, 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 I've seen that. So, so." Try the political thing. So now, here I am, fellas and ladies. I'm standing center stage thinking about what I'm going to do while the audience is watching me. And in the news at the time, Lyndon Johnson's daughter, Linda, was engaged to an Air Force pilot named Charles Robb. And... Uh, they were about to uh, uh, tie the knot shortly. So I started to think about what could be a good joke involving Lyndon Johnson and this, and the fact that Earl Warren, the Chief Justice of the United States, wanted to preside over the ceremony. So I put together what I thought was a decent joke, and I called Greg on the intercom, and I said, Greg, you want to come down so I can tell you the joke? And he said, no, I trust you. So he said, are you ready to do it? Uh, and I said, yes, I'm ready to do it. He said, okay, on your mark. Uh, I got on the mark. The red light comes on. He says, action. Now, all the audience 
is smiling because they're watching this behind the scenes. So I say to the audience, I said, you know, you've all been reading the newspapers lately, haven't you? And they nod. And I said, you read where Lyndon Johnson's daughter, Linda, is engaged to this airman, Charles Robb. And they all smile. And I say, did you know also that Earl Warren wanted to perform the ceremony? And they smile and they nod. And I say, but you know, Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson, turned him down. You know why? And I pause, and they all shake their head. And I said, because he said to me, he says, oh, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you performing that ceremony, because after the war report, I don't want to look back in 30 years, find out my daughter ain't married. <laughs> well, I, mu- good. <laughs> I must tell you, there was an absolute roar and cheer from the audience, and people actually stood and applauded. Now, this is the first time to me that I ever thought any Americans would doubt our government about the murder of John Kennedy, and I was staggered. But all of a sudden, Greg Garrison hollers over the intercom. He said, John, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm coming right down. (laughs) So he came down with a guy in a blue suit, and he introduced him as a guy from standards and practice, and he says, that is a great joke, but you're not doing it on NBC. <laughs> and I said, but it's harmless. It, 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 it doesn't say anything about, you know, really, it, it, it's harmless. And the guy said, no, it's not, because NBC supports the Warren Report. And I said, how can you? It's full of cartoons. No. They don't even have x-rays <laughs> or photographs. They, they, ha- they have a drawing of a bullet going through the back of the president's head. It looks like it's designed by Mag Magazine. <laughs> and he says, you're not doing it. And, and Greg says, okay, back to the Jew jokes. So I had to go back <laughs> to doing the, the Jew jokes. John, you have to come on the show much so more often. Go. We have to have you on a lot more often, John. Can you set aside like, a, like 15 minutes a week? I love talking to you, man. You're amazing. Oh, well, that's very, very sweet. As a matter of fact, I'm on my way to L.A. to do a major book signing. Then I'm going to Canada for three three weeks. The prodigal son returns. But when I come back, I'd love to do it. And I must tell you, and I, I don't say this because I wrote it. It's true. The best book ever about anybody in show business was Ben Hicks, A Child of the Century. Highest paid screenwriter in history. My book. Your mother's not a virgin. We'll replace it. And if you guys send me your post office box or your address, I will send you an autographed copy. And you don't have to read it from the beginning. You can go anywhere in the book. I was the first host of the Gong Show. Uh, I can tell you unbelievable stories about every major star that you never heard of before. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for having me on. John, Mr. Barber, thank you so much, sir. Great talking to you. Your mother's not a virgin. The bumpy life and times of the Canadian dropout who changed the face of American TV will be back with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. 
Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. That's life. Oh, yes. What a tune. And I noticed that song one of you guys was trying to sing. Oh, that's nice, job. Okay, funny man. Yeah, okay, <laughs> funny man. Turncoat. I thought you did a pretty good job. I loved him. I loved stuff. You know, you were just talking about the fact that generation was so special. It's never happened again. No, it's, it's never happened. It's a once in a lifetime experience that a lot of people missed out on. Yeah. Milking it. The Tiny World War II generation was unbelievable. <laughs> Changed the world but forever. That, that, that generation of entertainment. Oh, God, yes. Just spectacular. A little Don Rickles in there. Everything, everybody. It was just, it was a perfect timing. It was a perfect storm. One of the saddest things I ever saw in my life, because there was no bigger Don Rickles fan than me. I loved Don Rickles so much because, you know, I, I could throw an insult at someone once in a while. <laughs> you can know. hurl. I can hurl an insult <laughs> out there. The last time he was on, I can't remember, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon, but I'm not sure. Could have been on Kimmel, could have been on any of those pukes. They're all terrible. Jimmy they're, Fallon seems like a good person. Jimmy Fallon's one the better of any of them. And he seems yeah, like a good, good person in general, yeah. which is most important. Yeah. Don Rickles came out, and I think it was Jimmy Fallon. Uh, okay, because that's the Tonight Show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. okay, so it was Jimmy Fallon. He walks out, and he's doing his, he sits down with Jimmy Fallon, he's doing his deal. Nobody laughed. It's a different generation. Different. They did oh, not geez. laugh at all. And oh. you could tell Don was getting really, really depressed about it and really, really it's a different saddened. world, man. Uh, he was hilarious. Yeah. Although he did say things on the uh, the initial <laughs> Tonight Show that you're not going to get away with today, I can promise no. you. No, he was, he was pretty cruel. Yeah, I was actually yeah. sad. He was yeah. not cruel. He wasn't cruel. It was pretty funny. Sometimes. Come I on. mean, if you... If you had never heard him, have you ever seen go, go and seen him live in like Vegas no, or something? And you start picking on people in the front. Him. I didn't see we Rickles saw him live. We saw Carlson Celebrity Room. Carlson he would start picking room. on people in the front row. It was pretty he brutal. Yes. And then he was brutal. Oh God! Nobody said that guy in the front row. He walks up and he's talking to me. Yeah, he's talking to this guy. And all of a sudden he just pauses. He looks down at the guy. He's got this huge nose. Oh dear! He goes, Oh look at this guy down here. Let me put it this way: You're either a Jew or an eagle. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. He was pretty good, man. Oh, he was funny. No, I was kind of saddened that Dean Wharton didn't get more attention when he passed away because it really wasn't. Loved him. It, got, it was just like a burp. Well, like, he kind of disappeared. I mean, he just disappeared. Because of his son. Because yeah. his son died. Well, once his son died, yeah. he I mean, kind of went yeah. to his regular life. Right. Didn't he have a ranch or something yeah. in Texas? Yep. Yeah. Was it Texas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, th- I just think he lived a quiet life and he didn't want to be bothered. But I, I thought there'd be a little more Dean Martin stuff on TV. I would agree. And, you know, some specials. Yeah, well, and maybe yeah a I mean, he was made for TV was, movie of Dean Martin's huge life. Huge at one time. He was yeah, absolutely he was yeah. huge. As just, a matter of fact, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra wanted Dean to endorse John F. Kennedy, and he goes, "Well, no, you know, Frank, that's your deal. I'm not endorsing anybody." So he gets elected. John F. Kennedy cheats and gets elected. And if anyone's denies it, just read your history because it's what happened. Yeah. And it's why What's-His-Face ended up shot in the back of the head, uh, Giancana, Sam Giancana. Because, what is it, Virginia or West Virginia? I think it's West Virginia. West Virginia. But in any case, I don't know, it might be Virginia, whatever the situation is. But Dean Martin, he was uh, called by the White House and asked to sing at the inauguration and then have dinner with President Kennedy and Jacqueline Kennedy. And he said, what? He goes, we want you to sing at the inauguration. And then we want to have dinner and spend the night with the Kennedys. And he said, I'll sing two songs, but I don't want to have dinner with you. Mm. <laughs> to the United States Ooh. president. Uh, that's oh, my kind of guy right there. He didn't play oh. the game, did he? He did not play the game. He was from Youngstown, yeah, you know, Steubenville, but Youngstown, Ohio. It's, uh, you know. Midwest. Midwest. A damn good actor, by the way. He does not yeah. get credit for as good an actor as he was. No, he too. was in some good movies, too. It really was. Now, I love Dean. Well, Toots' favorite was Dean Martin. I mean, it, it, whether I like Dean Martin or not, I was going to like Dean Martin because Toots yeah. loved him. I oh, mean, how could you not like Dean Martin? I know. I agree. Better looking than Frank swag. Sinatra. He had swagger and yeah. such. And he was a good looking guy. He was a very Frank good Sinatra guy. probably did have a better voice. Yeah. Oh, I don't think technically. so. Technically. I would say well, technically, technically he did, yes. yes. He and he, he was more commanding. 
Yeah. He's more commanding yeah. as a personality. Yeah. You know why? He kind of had to kind of do he the same He played the mob. He, pull, he played the yeah, he mobster yeah, he did, type yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where Dean just played but the he was, happy guy. Yeah, and yeah. Dean was just so cool. Yeah. Matt Helm. He was, cool. <laughs> he was just cool. Matt <laughs> Helm, he was very cool. Yeah, he, he, was. Was the Ameri- he was the American James Bond. It was called Matt Helm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Phenomenal. I about that. Oh Phenomenal. Yeah. He honestly got, remember Les Brown and his band of renown? That I was do. Dean Martin's band, yeah, Les Brown yeah, Les and the Brown. Band of Renown, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was he was going to sit on. I'm gonna go over the couch and sing a song. And as <laughs> walking over to sit on the couch, Les Brown makes some smart ass comment, and Dean looks over him on, on television. He goes, "Let's have a little more music and a little less Brown." <laughs> It's a great ad lib. The Dean was one of those guys too would, that would start laughing on camera. Oh yeah, yeah. stop. Yeah. And he would yeah. make everybody else crack up, like Carol Burnett used to do, like like they used to do on the Carol Burnett show. When it was pretty. Funny. When the Dean Martin roast was on, that was that before or after his son died? Before. Before I believe. Okay, so he just didn't do anything. No, he after hit the wall after his son got killed. Dino. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was his only son. It'll happen. Yeah. It was his only son, Dino. Dino, Desi, and Billy. I mean, how many times was he married? Just once, I think. Really? Yeah, Dean wasn't a big player. Really? I think Dean was no. only married once. A lot, of stuff, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that people think about Dean Martin, like that he was a constant partier. He was the person who left the party the fastest, the earliest, and went home with his wife. Well, they just think Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Yeah. But Dean Martin always went home He's with his wife. He's in a pod, yeah. Oh, Frank really Sinatra was married about yeah. 500 times. Very loyal yeah. family man. But was he, he was a boozer. Nope. No, he, was he wasn't not. a boozer. He was not. He was <laughs> Shatter all oh, of my Mom knows nothing about the man. Nothing about the man. He played a boozer on television for a character. Did. Yeah, he did. But he he was a very light drinker. Mm-hmm. Well, the story that he just told, he said that you know he was a drinker and he, he, he but he did that as a stick. Oh. His stick was to always have a martini and or a cigarette. Exactly. His head and a cigarette. Exactly. That was his stick. That's because everybody did, like Mad Men. Yeah. 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 Mad yeah. What did he die of again? Uh, probably old age. Old age. Yeah. I don't know. Long probably cancer, probably most likely. Pneumonia. He yeah. did, so he did smoke. He, don't tell me he didn't smoke. He's not Italian. <laughs> I don't think he smoked. <laughs> you don't think he's Italian? His name is Dean. Yeah, lung cancer from smoking. His name is Jared. The fourth, I was asked by Joe from Louisville, the fourth member of the Rat Pack. It was Dean Martin, it was Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., it was uh, Peter Lawford, and once in a while, Joey Bishop. Oh, Joey Bishop was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were five of them, actually. But it was, I think Peter Lawford, Joe, is the person you're thinking of. I think Joey Bishop had a little more pull than Lawford did. Oh, I think there's no question about that. You know, there's a story about uh, old Joe Kennedy, you know, because... Peter Lawford was married to one of the Kennedys yeah, he was. eventually. Yeah. Well, the very first time that Joe Kennedy ever met Peter Lawford, he was a car parker at a restaurant in Palm Spring, in Palm Beach, excuse me. He was parking cars, right? And apparently, many people tell the story that Joe Kennedy pulls up in his car, has his car parked. He walks in and says, Where's the manager? And you now this is like in the 1930s or 40s, I suppose, probably 40s. I don't know. But he says to the manager, you need to fire that white kid parking cars. And the manager said, why? And he says, because he's out there eating lunch with the big ends. That's your Kennedy family right there. That's the way it was back then, too. Well, I don't know. Especially on Palm Beach. Well, Palm Beach was Who could possibly care who was having lunch with who? Exactly. Whatever. Palm Beach was different different world, man. It's like the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. They're different worlds. Yeah, different worlds is true. But you yeah. don't understand what the Hamptons are if Palm Beach oh, God, is. No. It's a different planet. Yeah, it is. Catherine and I had a good laugh because uh, apparently Taylor Swift met, uh, was it Connor Kennedy? Is that his name? I think so. Connor I think it's Kennedy. Connor yeah. Kennedy, yeah. She met him, and apparently she really wanted to be a Kennedy. She had this lifelong dream of being a Kennedy. So now she's dating Connor Kennedy. She buys the house right next door to the Kennedy compound. In front of Rose's. No, Ethel. Ethel, Ethel. It was That's in right. front of Ethel's house. Yeah. She had beachfront and Ethel didn't. Uh, <laughs> I remember the first time I went to the Hamptons, I was just in, just like, where the, where the hell am I at? Exactly. Like, I didn't understand it at all. The land of billions of dollars. Yeah, so. I was just like, this is not America. I know. No, it's that is definitely not. a strange 
and wonderful place. Aren't they like two, three hundred million dollar houses now? Oh, oh God, more, yes. I think more than that. Some more than that. Some of them. Oh yeah. And My they're God. and they're just uh, summer houses. Some people. Some, some people. Down own, some people own, like the Metropolises. There's a guy named Evan Metropolis. His dad bought him Hostess for gag gifts because he's a stoner. Right. So he right. owns he owns Twinkies and Wonder Bread and all that. And his dad right. literally bought it for him for ninety million dollars as a gag gift. Uh huh. <laughs> they own Bumblebee Tuna. They own a lot of stuff. And, yeah. But but Evan's become. He was just on this year on the cover of Fortune magazine he's become a powerhouse but he owns like eight houses in hollywood hills and like four in the hamptons and they're oh all god. they're all decked out in different eras like a 70s house and oh my you know, god you need more to money kick than in. Sense. we have more money than they know what to do with mm-hmm. but the hamptons are a stra- is a strange world man every is, every yeah. bush is Somebody spent like days sculpting it. <laughs> God, well, that's the Palm Beach is like Palm that, Beach is like that too. Yeah, it is absolutely. I we just saw yesterday that Mark Zuckerberg, isn't that his name? Mark yep. Zuckerberg just bought a sixty million dollar house in Lake Tahoe. That's nothing to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's nothing yeah. to him. That's yeah. like me spending sixty bucks. That's a day's earnings. Seriously, yeah. sixty million to Zuckerberg is like me spending six hundred bucks. It is pretty much, isn't it? It's, it is. That's why, you know, I do understand some of the talk about the upper 1%. Instead of doing about like $60 million, I, and can you really say that Mark Zuckerberg earned his money? No. It wasn't even his idea. Well, no. you see, his partner that started it with him was trying to get Facebook broken up. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he is. went he to the government and said, you need to break it up. I, and I agree that, with that completely, 100%. Well, what happened to trust busting? Yeah, you're right. That's you're absolutely right. Gone out. Yeah, they haven't been no. doing that. In... Since Reagan. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's pretty much true. I don't know what we're going to do about all this stuff. I, seriously. They're all too busy shoving money in each other's pockets. Mm-hmm. And now what are they fighting? There's got to be a new political fight. Oh, wait, here it is right here. I, I, every day I go, there's got to be a new political fight. And I look down, Trump cancels meeting today over Pelosi slam. They were supposed to meet and talk about this that, and the other thing. And, uh, the, uh, you know, Trump and Pelosi were supposed to meet because she does not want him impeached. What? I thought she did. No, she's no, the one she who doesn't. doesn't she does. She does. She does. No, she does. It's never going to happen it, anyway. It, it. I know. Like people, I people don't understand. The only you have to be an admitting. Somebody has to admit they did wrong. Yeah. To get impeached quickly. It ain't happening. Clinton got impeached quickly because he admitted. He went yes. in front of Congress and said, "I did yep. wrong. I lied. I lied in front he of did. Congress that yep. I had sex with that girl." And he got, he was an admitting person who got impeached and he still didn't get impeached <laughs> he, he, yeah. he went to impeach him but then the senate said no they they did pardon but the, he did get impeached right, but he did still get to stay as president for yeah, absolutely. a couple more years well, a lot of people <laughs> think being impeached <laughs> means that you, you lose fired. your job as the yeah. president but, but that's don't. not true right. no. but if but you know trump would never admit any wrongdoing so he's not it would take years he would appeal it for years and years and years yeah. Yeah. there's not enough years left even if he gets there's only one i'm wondering how much this presidency is going to cost him I mean, well, he must they, be spending a hundred million a year on on legal fees. He's yeah. got to be because they're well. He doesn't. He doesn't pay for his legal fees. No. I thought the Clintons had to pay for all their own legal Only fees. Only for private stuff like private foundation stuff. stuff. Trump got rid of all that stuff. He did. As far as president goes, he doesn't pay for legal fees for his president stuff. Well, for it, government stuff. But, he, but still, he's he's got to be paying attorneys for his tax stuff that, that he's he trying does. to keep he does, out yeah, of the true. public eye yes. for some reason. And we know that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Jesus. Um, i got to bring this up. we only got two minutes in this segment, but i got to tell you something. One of the most depressingly sad things that I've seen is the, the press is now taking the death of children and blaming it on Trump. And instead of letting these children die in peace, I think three children have died in... Uh, in American custody because they're illegal immigrants. So they put them in, you know, and it's not a cage, by the way. It was a yard fenced in by the Obama administration. It was not a cage, and it's still not a cage. And if you read what they died of, it's all diseases. That it's they all diseases. From South yes. America, and they had, they've had it for the yep. whole trip. Yep. And here's the depressing part you're going to take the death of a little boy and use it. For news. Yeah, it's, really really it's not it's death Trump. by abuse. It's oh, death by disease. Yeah. It's just don't use a death of a little kid or three of them or how many ever there are. I think there are five. The kids now. should never have been moved. No. They should have never been brought to America because they were sick. And it, it, What are they dying from? What kind of Influenza, disease? Influenza, stuff oh, like there's that. There's lots of them. Oh. Now, now they got... Heck, yeah. There's stuff that we eradicated 100 years ago yeah. now coming back into this country from 
people coming across the border. No, measles has made a huge comeback. Measles, well, measles, measles will kill you. Yeah. Well, but there is, can kill you. There is uh, smallpox. Smallpox. There's multiple oh, yeah. kids with smallpox That's at the border. Good. But it's there. Just, it's there. Like I said, could you leave little children who die out of well, actually, the Actually, one argument? of those kids that just died had smallpox. Yeah, oh. he did, right. Smallpox. Yikes. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. It, it, to, tr- to say this, the kids are put in cages. They were not put in cages. The, the yard was built by the Obama administration to keep them safe, to keep the criminals out, not to cage the kids in. There's a, there's a, video, of, Jesus. There's a video of Biden talking about immigration 15 years ago. I saw that. <laughs> he ain't going to win, he's man. he's saying put him in cages. He is. He is. Oh, God. Well, yeah, okay, so this little measles outbreak that happened in New York City, like the 100 people came out. We're going to take a break. And we'll yes. open with Catherine talking about 100 measles. people in cages or measles or something. In cages. We will be, <laughs> we'll be right back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. I'm talking to Neil Sheehy, ex-NHL defenseman. Neil, you've had great success following the Nutrimost Wellness Plan. How much weight did you lose? Tom, I dropped over 63 pounds in 44 days, but more importantly, I know how to keep it off. That's great. What makes Nutrimost different from all of those other programs out there? In addition to my success, I have two brothers and two sisters who had great success on the Nutrimost wellness program. And collectively, we all lost a total of 222 pounds on the program. My brother and I were so impressed that we decided to open up a clinic in Plymouth. Find out how and why Nutrimos is unlike any other weight loss plan by attending the Nutrimos free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday, June 4th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutrimos guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Register for the Nutrimos dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. kind of thing I hear in my head when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> that's your alarm. <laughs> yeah, that's my alarm right there. Oh, this is really nice. Joe from Louisville. California is the unwashed anus of the United States. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. So. <laughs> I apologize wrong, to all but, our California know. listeners. Back to Catherine. My my point was, is that, I mean, okay. I mean, Jane Fonda. So there's a small measles outbreak. Where? In in I New York. I New York. Small. It's a hundred people. And it's almost it's 100 all people among Orthodox out of all, Jews. And there's not been a New York. And there's not oh, been a single health complication because of it. Yes. So and, and they're they're making it. There's laws now that everybody has to be revaccinated, and if yep. you don't, you have to pay a fine. Blah, Orthodox blah, blah. Jews won't get vaccinated. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that that's your... what they're doing in New York City right now. <clears throat> so and when I take my, if I want to take a dog or a horse somewhere, they some, quarantine yeah. them, yeah. make sure they're fine. Even right. though I can have all the vaccination <clears throat> records in the world, they yeah, still will quarantine lines, them. You have to quarantine them. Not the state lines, but. Over, overseas. Yeah, I thought some states do too. Mm, if you're fly, you should probably have. You need to have your records. But anyway, right. so you're bringing people in from God knows where. God knows where. God knows where. We have no idea where they're coming from. Wouldn't isn't it just prudent to make sure that they're detained long enough to make sure that they're not going that to would bring be good. diseases? Well, and it's not like they'd have to be detained for like a month. So no. Like, what is it? A, two weeks. Yesterday two weeks. they were taking them to bus stops in San Bernardino County. County. And dropping them off at bus stops, without mm. even making sure that they're well. Yeah, because there's a hundred. There's so many of them. There's nowhere nothing yep. to do with them. <clears throat> yep, it's true. 
They I showed footage. I saw watch footage. They were dropping off at bus stops. Uh, and how fair is that? It's like, okay, you probably don't speak English. Maybe you have an education. Maybe you don't. Here's a bus well, ticket. Good no, luck. Not have a, a nice not day. Them a bus ticket. Oh. You're just dropping off the bus stops. Nobody's saying anything about a ticket. Oh, no, they're just leaving them there. Yeah, so they're just leaving them there. these people don't know where they're going to stay? Well, they have, they, do they, they have money? Are, these are people. Nope, they don't have any money. They don't give them oh, any money. Oh, my God. But these are people that are saying that they have family in certain, in these sure. regions. Let's believe everything but, but anybody part, says. Well, that's part of the, how you can get in. If you say you have a family here, then you can get in. They actually started doing, they did a some DNA testing, and I think like 30, 40% of that is lies. So, yep. which surprises and they, no they, one. And you do with get a, a court date, and you have to show up at court, but there's, a, there's literally goes. a 1%, 1%. <laughs> yeah. There's a 1% that are coming to court, which has surprised me there's even 1%. Well, those people that show up at court, they should instantly be, okay, you get to get in. I yeah, agree. like you care. Yeah, you, you actually, give a crap yeah. about the law. Yeah. And you know yeah. the, the best thing though, I don't know if you guys caught this. So all, the, so the, they want to send just a thousand of these people that are in in El Paso, Texas, in a camp there, to Palm Beach and Broward County. Yes. Well, all the Palm Beach and Broward County officials who run the governments there went on film and said, "Listen, we want open borders, we want immigration, but we can't host." Any yeah. of them here. That's exactly what they We said. don't have the funding, the resources, the housing, or jobs for any of them. Well, Florida even... is already hosting people from South America and Central America in their own areas. Yeah, and they well, don't but, need people know, from other areas that are coming Dan in. Daniel Broward County yeah. screamed that they want open borders. So open borders is open borders. Yeah, that's hey, true. You can't fight. You can't say open borders, but except not here. But not here. But yeah. not here. You can go anywhere you shock. want, but you can't come into my house. So now, guess what? Trump's sending a thousand of them there. Well, all of those Hamptons um, mansions that probably have <laughs> what ten, fifteen bedrooms. Yeah. Why can't yeah. they go yeah. up there yeah. for the two, night? The for two them? last havens will be Palm Beach and, and the Hamptons. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right about that. Because probably... so much money buys anything. That, yeah, that's, that's true. Very true. They'll, they'll get their own private army. No, that's true. All right, I want to read this story, and I think it's one of the funniest things I ever heard. And not just because it's about Joe Biden. I don't care about that part of it. If it were about Donald Trump or Joe Biden or, or me, for that matter, I would think it's very funny. But it is about Joe Biden in this case. But again, if you're voting for Joe Biden, good for you. It's got nothing to do with the fact that it's him. North Korea has labeled Joe Biden, quote, a fool of low IQ. I saw that. <laughs> Little oh, Kim, little Kim. Kim Jong Here's the best little part. Kim. Here's the best part. A fool of low IQ and an imbecile bereft of elementary qualities as a human being. <laughs> what, what, did, what did Joe do to God. that? What that's, happened? That's, what not happened? A, that's not a good review. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, they asked little Kim's opinion of Biden. Oh, God, oh. I think it's hilarious. Did he ever meet with him? I suppose no. he did. No. As vice president? No. He never did? No, he didn't meet no, with him. Nobody, nobody did. did. Nobody, nobody ever Trump's meets with anybody. First person Obama never did. Ever meet with him. I thought he was ever. the first president. I didn't know he... Well, next to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I was going to say, Rodman. consider the source, he's friends with Rodman. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, After the God. presidential hopeful called North Korean leader Kim Jong-un a tyrant during a recent speech... Pyongyang's oh, official Korean right. Central News Agency on Wednesday said the former vice president had insulted the country's supreme leadership and committed an intolerable and serious politically motivated provocation. <laughs> I love supreme leadership. Yeah. Supreme I, know. Leader. I'm not just leader. I know. I'm the supreme I know, but it's just so hilarious. I know. I'm the supreme leader. During a campaign launch in Philadelphia on Saturday, Biden accused uh, President Trump of cozying up to dictators and tyrants like Kim and Russian President Vladimir Putin. So they called him a fool of low IQ and an imbecile bereft of elementary quality. Well, that's that's, a pretty, that's yes. pretty good. It's a pretty good role there, though. I think that's hilarious. I did too. It's and it's pretty really good. good English, considering they're in North Korea. Well, well that's true. He, has, he yeah. has 20 people probably doing it. Yeah, sure I guess does. they're probably true. Re-examining that whole Biden. What's his son, Hunter Biden? Got that billion-dollar contract. Oh, China. What a scam that was. It's China and the Ukraine, isn't it? I guess uh, the Ukraine yeah. one goes back Ukraine. a lot further, even. Yeah, Ukraine. that's when everybody was, was tossing money into the Clinton Foundation. I'll tell you what, people don't yeah. realize how, many, how much money these people are scamming. Oh, oh they have God, no clue. It's a lot of dough. It's endless, endless cash flow. I don't, that's sad. Even on a local level. But I love them, and the they local, only care about me. But even on a local level, these people are getting rich. I don't think you're wrong. 
Oh, I think that's the whole deal. It's all about getting rich. Even even when 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 uh, our boy Wonder got became mayor of Minneapolis, his best man runs a uh, firm, and he got every contract for design on oh, these buildings. Oh, what a shock! Like everyone. Why do I we allow that? I watched. like every one of them. Why do we allow that? I would because like to know. Because nobody knows. Nobody pays attention because it's not uh, in the news. There's no investigative journalism anymore. So how are people supposed to know? How it's legal, man. Okay, do me a favor. Who's Jamie Oliver? Jamie Oliver is okay. a chef, right? He's a no, chef. He's one of no, he many. No, he's uh, one of the many talk show hosts. Yeah, no, 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 that's. No, he's a celebrity John chef. Oliver. John Oliver. Oh, Jamie John Oliver is a Oliver, chef. Yeah. Jamie Oliver. He's a Jamie chef. Oliver. Like he's I celebrity said. Chef. <laughs> celebrity chef Jamie Oliver's British restaurant chain filed for bankruptcy protection on Tuesday, partly due to increased competition and escalating rents in local commercial districts. The insolvency put 1,300 people oh, out of a job. That's bad. Reignited worries about local retail and food outlets in Britain. Yeah, maybe we're going to learn one of these days, like in Minneapolis, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to drive every business well, out of business. Well, London has gotten to be so it's crazy insane. expensive that yes. nobody can even afford to rent anything. It's just, it's, get, it's getting, well, it's always been worse for cost of living than even New York. Well, I just saw the new, the new affordable housing in New York City just opened up. But you have to make between sixty-seven and one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year. Affordable. But you can't afford to live in New York on sixty-seven thousand dollars a year. There's no way. No, but I'm saying the affordable yeah, housing. You have to. You have to yeah. make that much money yeah. to live there. Okay. The affordable housing. So, so you're working poor at one hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You're working poor. Yes. That's ridiculous. You're in the poverty level. Well, seventy-five dollars for a cup of soup and a half of a sandwich at the hotels. I mean, back when you were interning in Manhattan. A martini, $24, $26, not yeah. unheard of. No. Yeah. Oh, God, that's no. a while ago. No, no, that's, that's very true. That's well, again, Catherine, if you and I go out to dinner with another couple, the bill is always several hundred dollars. I yeah, mean, that's just, just no matter where you go. I know. That's in Minneapolis. It's, it's the taxes in the, yeah, the taxes well, the in the city is 16% or something. Yeah. 16%. For the stadium. Only on uh, food and beverage, though. Isn't yeah. that amazing? And hotel rooms. Right. Well, hotel hotel room too. taxes are insane. They're like 30% on a hotel Well, and it's room. like yeah. the state tax, the city tax, the convenient tax, the surcharge. Surge. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the half fee. of your bill is a hey, tax. Did I tell you guys about my condo became a bail bondsman? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, they turned my my condo. So my condo is downtown. Yeah, it's a bell bondsman now, which so I love. So it fits. Oh my god! <laughs> it fits perfectly with the former resident. It's a bell bondsman. They, the whole doors bell bonds and the big phone number. I know that people who live in the building got to be just freaking out. Oh my god! Oh, out in L.A. We uh, I think everybody else in, in the room heard the story, but Michelle Tafoya was in for the NBC thing last week in the meetings in New York. She didn't want to go out one night to dinner, so she ordered a cup of chicken noodle soup and a chicken salad. Hundred bucks, seventy-five dollars. I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm not surprised at all. I drank. I drank a water. I drank a water in a room, just one of the waters, uh-huh. and it was seven dollars. And it wasn't even a brand. It was just one of those crappy, seven like no name brand. Yeah. seven bucks. And it's all taxes, isn't it? Seven bucks for water. Yeah, but I think most of it's taxes. I was it's when amazing. I saw my bill. I said, "Really, seven dollars?" You're lucky it was only seven dollars. They actually took it. Yeah. They took it off. Did oh, they? did they? Yeah. Did you complain? I didn't complain. I just said, "Really, seven dollars for that little?" I'll give you three. That little bottle of water. <laughs> I'll drink tap water. I'll barter with you here. <laughs> I get, I, when New I get, when I get anybody really like my, mm-hmm. like mid, like thirties to the fifties, and they see me, they're like, "Don't worry about it. I'll take it off." And then they take they take it off. You know what's amazing? People don't realize that New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and one other state has the cleanest drinking water in the United States. Really? Pennsylvania, it's artesian water. It's the cleanest water. It's the cleanest water in the United States. States. Bloomington has the cleanest water in the state of Minnesota. (laughs) Look at you with your clean water bragging rights. I like it. I got pretty good water. That's nice. Well water. Yeah, but it's good. Golden Valley used to be that artesian well stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they switched I to Mississippi Sludge. Nice. Old house now. nice. I did a taste test with Nancy, and I bought all this fancy water because <laughs> she wouldn't drink. Test. She wouldn't oh, drink our water, so I got all the water, mm-hmm. fancy bottles, and I poured them on glasses, and then I got one out of our kitchen sink. I said, "Tell me what the best water here is." Yeah. And I sat back and watched. 
And she picked our water. No, it's and good. I knew wow. she would. Great water. L.A. did that, too. L.A. tap water is supposed to, is supposed to be really it good. It actually is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the further west you go, the more iron there is in the water. They actually bet the one in L.A., the best water got picked was out of a hose at the back of a gas station. <laughs> not kidding you. Not, mm. not fact. Was it, it a nice lead-based hose? It was at a <laughs> gas yeah. station. They took it out of a hose, and it got picked as the best-tasting water. All right, we only got a couple minutes left, so we'll close with this one. Did, did anybody see this coming when, when Georgia passed that new abortion law? They got the new abortion law, right? They, 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 apparently oh. you can't get abortions at all, right? What? Well, it hasn't actually... How is this possible? Okay, so it hasn't actually passed. I yeah, mean, Alabama, it's been voted, but it, it hasn't well, passed. And it's going to oh, be struck down. I thought the governor down. already said, yeah. Oh, that's well, in it's Alabama. It's going to be struck. Alabama. Yeah. It's going to be so you can't... It's Alabama, Missouri, and Georgia. Are all right. In Georgia. Yeah. All so you can't get something. an abortion, and if you do, even for incest and rape, you can't get an abortion, and if you get one, you can get up to 90 years in prison. But you guys... Have That's to the realize doctor, not you. Oh, yeah, the doctor. Yeah, if That's you're a doctor, that happen. gives. You guys have yeah. to realize this is all political theater. Yeah. Oh, of course, it absolutely yes. is. political theater. It is, you yeah. can have the craziest thing going on. Right. Well, here's an example of what it's good. You know, Georgia Peach. That you know, the, the, yeah, the Georgia Peach, the, yeah. the production company. Oh, yeah, and all the actors oh, yeah. are mad at them, Yep, course. they're all saying we aren't going to work there anymore. And they said we don't care. Georgia, it's all political yeah. theater. It's all this. Georgia's strict new abortion laws starting to take a toll on the state's burgeoning entertainment industry. A film starring Kristen Wiig won't film there. Oh, no. How are they going to take that punch? Mm. Uh, nor will a TV show for Amazon Studios. The Wiig fa- film is Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Sounds oh, that, I might start crying. That sounds so <laughs> yeah, lame. That's bad. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Is that part one or two? Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Anna Momolo. I don't know who Anna Momolo is. Annie Momolo. Um, Oh, she's on The Bridesmaid. Uh, Apparently, it was written by Wieg and Bridesmaid collaborator Annie Momolo. The TV show is The Power, a sci-fi drama about young women based on a novel by Naomi Alderman. Both projects aim to take advantage of Georgia's generous tax credits for TV and film production, which Minnesota dropped the ball so badly on that, we had it for a while, and they said, get rid of it. And all of the business just left. Yeah. Fun. We don't Stupid. we don't give any money for anything no, we parks don't. here. Well, except for you know, we we take care of our roads. Oh, that's right, wow. we don't. <laughs> God, the roads are terrible. They are really bad this year, man. Really, they're bad. not fixing them either. Well, they they're attempting it because everywhere you go, there's road construction, closed ramps, but it, and then they'll well, open the happened. ramp, and it's like, what, what? was even nothing? Done yeah, here? nothing they spread changed. Spread a little grass I seed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I see like a couple Look little spots of new concrete. See this mess they got going on out here? Oh my God! It takes me an extra ten minutes to get. Here. I know. Well, we'll traffic. close with this. Uh, what the hell are they doing on 94 and 35? <laughs> what is that? I That's always. I think, it, I yeah, think I it's say, a ramp to 35. Been, That's going to be separate. It's going to be two more years. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think they're going to actually close 94. Mikhail, I could just scream. That's all I have to say. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.